Douglas. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, 9 o'clock hour is here. Sarah Cazell's here. Let's run through some social studies at uh, Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. Let's ride. <laughs> okay, bros. Right? Right, guys? Uh, Let welcome. Sarah cook. Ah. I like that Broncos fans have turned it into Broncos country. Let's hide. I, yeah. did, I think, oh. did you tweet that once a couple weeks um, ago, Sarah? My fabulous husband did. Ah. I did not. I'm not as funny as Jordan Hammes. Um, he, yeah. he is a funny fellow. He's very funny. Very funny. Not funny looking, though. Was that uh, was that what drew you to him? Perhaps. sense of humor? He is. And That's a few other such things. a popular answer. <laughs> well, that, you do have to that, laugh for the rest of your life. For you, a sense of humor and, a, and all that cake. <laughs> oh, you beat me to that. He likes showing off the cake. Hey. <laughs> all right, welcome into Social Studies. I'm not going to give away any more of my secrets. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata, at Bickley underscore Murata. And uh, we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals and the trade they made with the Panthers yesterday for Robbie... Anderson, a wide receiver who was kind of third on the list in a few receiving categories for the Panthers this season, not getting targeted a bunch, and then uh, he got into a little a little tiff with some coaches on the sidelines in their uh, Sunday game against the Rams. So, one word, guys, how would you describe this trade for Robbie Anderson? Oh, desperate. Since you took that one, I'll take reactionary. All right. Ooh, yeah. And maybe falsely reactionary. Like Although, that. if Hollywood Brown comes back in six to eight weeks, I mean, we're talking about December. They they might be playing out the string at that point. So yeah. maybe they felt like they needed to do it. But it is definitely reactionary. Yeah. Desperate was, without a doubt, the most popular reply. We certainly have used that word quite a few times already in today's show, talking about that trade. Frank Lopez called it puzzling. He said, we have capable wide receivers already on this team and tight ends. I would love to be wrong, though. Justin Bransma called it desperate. Steve Keim is trying to salvage this season with a Band-Aid weapon for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not saying Robbie Anderson won't help, but I'll believe it when I see it. Jason Schaff responded in Dan Bickley's voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in J.A. Adonde's yeah, voice. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saul R.J. said it's clutch. He likes the move. He likes Robbie Anderson, apparently. Robert Chambers, in all caps, writes, Who? Yeah, he he didn't exactly flash when the Cardinals played the Panthers. No, no, he he has not. All right, let's move on to our next question. Sticking with the Cardinals, though, I actually posted this on my own uh, Twitter account yesterday, but uh, very social studies feel, so we're dropping it in here as well. Watching Sunday's Cardinals loss was worse than watching blank. Pretty much anything. <laughs> that was a lot of my reaction to watching NFL football this weekend. Was I, this is not even fun anymore? Of course.
course, I did, again, admittedly, did not watch Bill's Chiefs. Yeah. But. Which, which, that game didn't have the fireworks that we were expecting. No, I didn't have the fireworks, but it was. I totally agree with that. It was a good football game, though. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't. It, it, and again, it's the expectations. Yes. And that's kind of what yeah, it we're going to get 54 to 51. Well, we were coming. Everyone was coming off watching that Tennessee Alabama game the day before. Yeah. So you were expecting a game like that where it comes, you know, an absolute shootout and you're yeah. comparing it right. to last year's game. Right. Yeah. Okay, so watching yesterday's Cardinals loss, or I guess, excuse me, Sunday's was, Cardinals loss, was yeah, worse than watching. Caddyshack 2. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> saying something. Yeah. Notice we never quote that movie on the show. I, exactly. Uh, Waldo right. Geraldo Faldo says it was worse than watching the series finale of Dexter. I know a lot of people really hated how that show ended. Um, Josh Game Show says it was worse than watching all 20 seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, that's good. Ooh, this one from Shane Anderson. I don't know, man. <laughs> that loss was worse than watching my doctor take off half of my big toenail Ooh. in order to help with an ingrown toenail. Ooh, gross. Shane, no Thanks one made you type that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to quote Patrick Mahomes, or uh, uh, Jake from State Farm. You don't have to get that personal. Yeah. <laughs> right. How about this one? You want to talk about getting personal? Desert Dirtbag says, watching Sunday's Cardinals loss was worse than watching. I accidentally walked in on my parents once as a child. <laughs> I think we've all done that. What, were they having a discussion? <laughs> walked in on Folding laundry. I was scarred for life. Pretty much the same feeling Sunday, except add in frustrating rage. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. There's Bush League chef said it was worse than watching Jarrett yep. eat bratwurst. Yep. I was going to read that one next. Uh, season 7 of Game of Thrones said our own Max Starks. Uh, ben Affleck as Daredevil. Yeah, that one wasn't too well-reviewed, was it? <laughs> Sports Kebab Fan Club wrote, Watching the Cardinals' loss on Sunday was worse than watching those Sarah McLaughlin animal cruelty commercials. <laughs> For only $5 a day. The cost of a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Those really are terrible Gorgeous. commercials. I know. They make you feel horrible they really they about yourself. They really do. I guess the point. All right, let's uh, move on to another NFL question here. Uh, we all were subjected to Russell Wilson and the Broncos in another primetime game last night. Enough with the Broncos and primetime people. Yes. I'm over it. Of these four options, guys, which quarterback's recent decline is most surprising to you? Is it Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Matt Stafford? I like this question a lot. And I would assume that Russell Wilson is probably leading. My vote. But he's acclimating to a new team, and there's no guarantees. Like, we might see this play out, play out all over again with Deshaun Watson when he comes back for the Browns. Like... <sighs> Getting used to a new team can take a, a long time. So taking that out of the mix, Stafford's been injured. Brady's 86 years old. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, who I know he doesn't have a lot of weapons, but to see them struggle that badly still with him and him talking yeah. about, hey, we need to simplify things six weeks in, right? that's my answer. Okay, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, to, to me, it's definitely Russell Wilson. Definitely. Uh, I was not prepared for this at all. I I am just I am stunned at the <laughs> shell of the former uh, player that I'm watching. Now. He's not going to get MVP votes again. No. 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 Yeah. He's not. I don't Correct. think the Broncos are going to 
make the Super Bowl. No, no, no I don't have a good feeling about that either. 65% of our voters said Russell Wilson's decline is most surprising to them. 21% voted for Aaron Rodgers with you, Vince. And then 7.2% voted for Tom Brady. 7% voted for Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think there was a lack of belief in, in Matt Stafford. Like, what he did last year yeah. was the outlier. Like, I guess so. He does. He leads the league in well, interceptions no, this year. No, He's back no, to no. that nonsense. But what he did last year wasn't the outlier. He's had terrific seasons in the past. He's The dude is injured, and he's getting old, and he's got a terrible offensive line. But he played well and won big games. His uh, And you're he right. Did. His offensive line, man, oh, they've been garbage. just... Oh, he's been getting Absolutely. ravaged by injuries. Yeah. They have one guy left on their line from week one. Like you, like you said, the loss of Adam Whitworth has just been monstrously hard for them to overcome. You feel that, that guy must be one of the most underrated players ever. Yeah, I'm surprised and, they haven't uh, tried to talk him out of uh, retirement. Well, he's getting Andre that Amazon. Whitworth? Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, he's getting that Andrew Amazon Will? money, right? Adam. Yeah, we knew who. That's how underrated he is. We knew who you were talking yeah, sorry. about. Sorry, I didn't know. What is it, Andrew or, yeah, or Andrew. Andre? Shut up, Jerry. Shut up, Bickley. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the Thursday night football desk, isn't he? For yes. pre and post? Yeah. yeah. He's always rocking he the hoodie fine. under the sport jacket. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that look. And we don't we don't have time for the question about your coolest shoe or clothing item or something, but it's a cool thread if you bickly understand. I looked at it. Apparently I don't have anything cool. Nothing? No. I don't believe that. No. You have cool shoes, don't you? Yeah, I, I think they're cool, but that doesn't mean they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. Drop a photo. For me, for me it was it was the time I played in Fergie Jenkins celebrity baseball game. So I'm wearing I'm wearing a cu- a Chicago Cub a Cub a away cub. jersey, the light blue is Chicago across. Oh, I'm yes. standing center field at Whole Camp Park and I'm thinking this is unbelievable. This is a dream come true. On the on the field were all these players I grew up with, from Raleigh Fingers, Camp George Foster. So all these guys are in my clubhouse. And I took that jersey and a Sharpie, and I walked around, and I had everybody sign it. That's awesome. Did, was your so, name on it? No. Just a number? Do you have it uh, framed or, or just I st- stored somewhere? I've got it I've got it hanging in a closet. Okay. Yeah, I should probably frame that. Yeah. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, you need to make sure got, you need I've to frame it so, so that you're so much cool stuff, and I've got none of it on display. Nothing on display. You don't want your 12 year old to all of a sudden like show up wearing it one day with mud all over it, being like, "Oh, Dad, <laughs> Dad I, I, I borrowed saw, this. I was we were playing baseball." My kids Dad, are I saw, so not into sports. He oh, wouldn't even know it's a baseball. I saw jersey. these signatures on your jersey, so I signed it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cast. It's, right? it's like a yearbook, right? Right. right. Hackers, yeah. Dad. Stay cool. Keep right. in touch over the summer. Right. Right. Your pal. Your pal. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Thank everybody you. Who, uh, responded to a social studies today at Bickley underscore Murata. Coming up next, yeah, the Cardinals did add to their wide receiver room again. That and more Cardinals talk as they get ready for Thursday night football. Straight ahead, it's Bickley Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
For the Panthers, they were looking to move on from Robbie Anderson as soon as they fired Coach Matt Rule a week ago. Anderson was one of the guys that Rule really wanted on the team. They go back to their days to, at Temple together once Rule was out as part of the shift that we've seen here in terms of interim coach Steve Wilkes also dismissing some of the assistants who are very close to Matt Rule. Anderson was another one they wanted to move on from even before what happened on the sideline yesterday. I'm not sure um, exactly how he'll fit, but just watching him over the years and, and studying his tape, I mean, he, he's got a skill set that seems to be similar, and um, he can really run, which we, we need that. It's Tom Pelissero of NFL Network on why the Panthers traded Robbie Anderson. Cliff Kingsbury yesterday after that trade went down, right after we got off the air at 10 o'clock yesterday, that trade went down. Where does Robbie Anderson fit in? Going back to what Tom Pelissero said in that, here's the point we haven't brought up today. Um, mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson was a little disgruntled with his role, especially after his old college coach, Matt Rule, got fired. He said it in a press conference after the game. Hey, look, with what happened last week, I continued to put my head down, just continue to work, and he was upset about taking being taken off the field on third down. So people, there might be some people worried, because Robbie Anderson is not a stranger to controversy and headlines. He's done this kind of stuff before. Yes. So now he's a member of the Arizona Cardinals. He does have a link to a coach that he's worked with in the past and been successful with. Sean Jefferson was a wide receivers coach with the Jets when Robbie Anderson was there and productive. So maybe that's something that keeps him in check. I just wonder, look, this was a move for desperation. I think it was a move in reaction to the Hollywood Brown news, which I'm not sure the Cardinals had all the news when they made this deal. I think you're right. Uh, But he's part of the team now. How quickly can he make an impact for this team? Because they made this move, Bick, thinking this season is still salvageable. And with the way the division looks right now on the standings page, they feel like they've got an opportunity to still be in this and win this thing. Or, or they feel the pressure of actually now being on legitimate hot seats and they and they need well, to do whatever they can to save their jobs. There's that as well. I think there's a little bit of everything in this. And, and I do think – I'm not going to discount the idea that Robert, Robbie Anderson can't work because the one thing he brings to the table that this team needs is size at the position. And, because if that didn't matter, they've got a perfectly good option that for some reason they've taken reps away from, and that's Greg Dortch, who was the breakout performer of training camp, who was very productive the first couple of weeks, and who on Sunday barely saw the football field. And and that is and to the point where Greg Dortch also tweeted out his dissatisfaction in the shape of an hourglass, mm-hmm. as in the clock is ticking here. Um Ticking towards what? I don't know, but maybe I'm guessing probably a new opportunity for him. So, so I don't understand the need for another wide receiver when you've got a guy who's flashed other than you need uh, you think you need a little more speed, but it's we haven't seen this offense uh, consistently try to take tops off the defense. That's the thing is no. that that phrase we were joking around in the newsroom yesterday about all right, can't wait. How many times is take the top off the defense going to be said? Hollywood Brown was brought in to do just that. Yep. And they've turned Hollywood Brown into a very productive possession receiver. Yeah. For the most part. Yes, exactly. And, and so I, I do think I do think this was reactionary. And I think that um, had they known that Hollywood Brown did not have a serious injury that was going to keep him or that was where they were going to lose him for the rest of the year. I don't know if they do this because, as I stated in the blast, and as we pointed out, the amount of resources this general manager has given this head coach in terms of acquiring wide receivers and tight ends, it is beyond the pale. It's crazy how much draft capital they have given up to bring in those two 
uh, position. Somebody even pointed out that it, the Cardinals look like they're turning into a flag football team with how much they're putting into receivers. So with no with no real evidence that this offense or this head coach knows how to integrate multiple pieces and weave it into a coherent offense or that this quarterback can read through multiple progressions to utilize multiple options on any given play so to me it's quite a desperate move and the one thing that Robbie Anderson brings he's 6 foot 3 so he brings some size to the position that they need and i i think what you're saying about this relationship with Sean Jefferson this is it, it's something that you can't discount it if there's a familiarity and there's a trust a working trust between the two that'll help that will mean something how much i don't know but yeah. it will mean something uh cliff kingsbury sat down with wolf and luke yesterday here on arizona sports and talked about what i talked about earlier and that is this division through six weeks still being very much wide open no doubt i mean you look around the league it's all three and three and two and four and uh, you know four, four or five teams above that and and so we know there's a lot of parity and and uh we watched it last year with a couple teams the chiefs and and uh you know san fran were three and four and two and four after week seven and went on to be in their conference championship game. So it's just about peaking at the right time and, and um, you know continuing to fight and continue to get better. With the way the injuries still continue to bite the Rams and continue to bite the 49ers and not like the Cardinals and Seahawks have been exempt from it, this could very well be a division where eight or nine wins wins this thing. This could be just teams beating up on each other all season long. So... Are the Cardinals correct Did one to feel week, that way? I Yes, I do believe they are correct. If they can figure it out. That's a gigantic if. I have my doubts that they can figure this out. But if they do, they are still in this race. Did one week make you sour on the 49ers, you guys? No, no, and, and, and I, yes. I, don't, I don't share that belief. I think, I think the 49ers and the Rams are going to find a higher level. I think the Seahawks are going to come down to earth, and what the Cardinals do is anybody's guess. Yeah, I did sour a little bit on San Francisco to lose by two touchdowns to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, and that's not the first bad loss for the 49ers this year either. Cardinals have never played well in Atlanta, nope. at least by my recollection. It was a road game for San Francisco. I just, I, I think the 49ers are they're they're not immune to those kind of performances given given what they have at quarterback. So, uh, I I hope you're right. I, I I hope that that what is happening is that this division continues to be just up and down and up and down because it'll buy time for Arizona if nothing else. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, a Tuesday edition of Mustache. Not a mustache. That's next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings. It is 9.30, so every single day at this time, we go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to take a look at our poll question. And Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, we're asking you to give some grades out. Put on your professor hats or whatever professors wear. Your pr- professor vest? Where's my red professor pen? Professor blazer? Wait, can, can teachers still use red pens, or is that too harsh for the kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those jackets with the... Uh, sl- oh, the, the elbow patches. Yeah, the elbow patches. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, we're asking... What grade do you give the Cardinals for their acquisition of wide receiver Robbie Anderson? A, B, C, D, or F? Hmm. C, 
see. See as in we have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I like oh. that. Yeah. Wait and see. That gets the grade. There you go. Uh, our voters have already made their minds up. 60% give the Cardinals an F. For wow. That, for that trade. Wow. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, really had high hopes for that sixth and seventh round pick, huh? Woo! Yeah, right? Because exactly. always Because they always hit. Yeah. For sure, for sure. 19% give the Cardinals a C. 11% give the Cardinals a B. 8% give them a D. Only 3% gave them an A. Were you all straight A students, Vince? At one, you were until college, right? At one point I was. No. I was a grade school wonderkind and then high school hit. You I, peaked was the, at nine. I was the exact opposite. I was just a goof off in high school and then finally got serious. When it was really time. You did to, it you did it right. Yeah. You peaked at the right time. I, it wasn't but it wasn't a strategy. Vinny. I peaked very early. <laughs> this was not a it plan. Was, <laughs> it was it was a young kid who had severe ADHD before he even knew it was a thing. Yeah. That was the story of my childhood. Yeah, I got take it. that over peaking in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Thank wow. you, Sarah. Thanks. I'm still waiting to peak. Sanderson for a <laughs> question. I'm still waiting for you to put on pants, Jerry. You can vote on, on ArizonaSports.com. Let the listeners know I am wearing shorts. Yeah, Jared, it's late October. Put on some pants, for goodness okay. sake. Okay, you make put that sound like I'm here. Put your pants on, Jared. Put I know. your pants on, Jared. Be encumbered by pants, yes, Jared. get encumbered, Jared. Encumber yourself. <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> Not a mustache. A mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Big mustache. Thick mustache. My mustache. Your mustache. Say the word. The word mustache. A mustache. A mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache. A mustache. If you only got a mustache. Okay, so this is about mustaches. It is Tuesday. It is 9.30. It's time for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, Mustache. Not a mustache! And I will be asking Dan Bickley and Vince Murata a series of questions based on sound bites that I play from a movie, a TV show, a song, or an interview, and they'll have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache, and they can get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one, the 10 wins. Today's theme, because the Cardinals are playing the New Orleans Saints. It is all things Nolans. Oh, okay. All things Saints. All things oh. Louisiana. Oh, so it's you know okay. people from the area, things about the area. So you're saying all things Louisiana. All things Louisiana and Saints. Okay. All right. So Dan Bickley, I believe, won last week and He's is on, on a, a roll. A roll of a lifetime with mustache and with Mock My yeah. World. He's right. cruising. He, Would you like to go first or I'll second? Go first, yes. Would you like to go first? Like He's not deferring to the second half. He is not deferring to the second half, and we'll start with this. Uh, yeah, I'm a little confused. That is obviously not Wolf. That is obviously Pantera. That is not a mustache. But I thought they were from Texas. They are, but Phil Anselmo, the lead singer Uh, uh, from Louisiana, uh, born in uh, might have been even born in New Orleans. Okay, all right. Yes. The band was formed in Texas, but the singer that you heard there from New Orleans. Yeah. I can't believe they're going back on tour, but whatever. Keep what? going. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Two points, Dan Bickley. Thank you. Vince Morata? Yes.
The theme song to a movie that I hate watch every time it's on because I pick out more stuff that's awful about it. Uh, that is John Parr, not a mustache. That is correct. From St. Elmo's Fire. And that is correct. What a horrible I'd like to hear more movie. about that, but save it. We'll save oh, it to maybe next segment. All right, a- let's go, Jarrett. All right. This mush is over. It's over. The Saints ain't going to the damn Super Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater is Tough not one. taking this team to some damn Super Bowl. Stephen A. Smith, mustache. That is correct. How did you know that, Bick? Hey, some of these... <laughs> Deep cut! Some of these are easier Deep than cut. others. Some of them are tougher than others. Here's one for you, Vinny. You're going to have to do this by yourself because there is nobody on this team that's any good. I that even is... picked a quote that you always imitate. Right. Henry Winkler yeah. as Mr. Coach Klein. Uh, not a mustache. I don't hear him complaining about how easy that exactly. Was, was Henry Winkler from New Orleans? No, the the, the whole it's Louisiana. Oh. It's, it's, Louis, it's Bobby Bayou. Boucher. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm okay. slow today. Leave me alone. No, no, I, I under it's not. Yeah, okay. Damn. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Jared. For That is uh, John Fogarty, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and that would be not a mustache. That is correct. The entire rest of the band, Harry, as all get out. Yes. Did Fogarty but he ever didn't. have a mustache? He did not. Wow. None, none of the pictures I saw, because everybody else had mustaches and beard in that band. Well done, Vic. Clean you. shaven. Your game is just impeccable oh, right now. It. Oh, peckable. Put, it's quite peckable, actually. It's, you're Very putting pressure peckable. on me. Now, when the Saints... Louis Armstrong, not a mustache. That is correct. Well done. We went way back in the time machine for that one. As I don't normally do, I'm very current usually. Oh, yeah, very sure current. On the cutting edge, some would say. All right, Dan? Yes. Describe your emotions the moment you broke the record. It's it, it's it's hard, you know. I, there's there's just so many people that that are responsible for that, that that share had a hand in that, and two of the most important people in my life, two of the people that were probably most responsible for my football career early on in my life, are uh, are up in heaven. Drew Brees, not a mustache. Well done. Wow. Well done. Context was, clues. He figured it out. That was well done. All right. I admit. This one's a little tricky, but I believe in you, Vinny. Okay. Oh, well, that's all that matters to me is your belief. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot to me, Jarrett. Isn't that a beautiful red snapper? Me and my friend go out there and, and we kind of caught some fish. And man, he hang one. Whoo! It's a fish, what's a fish? I guarantee. That is uh, Justin Wilson. <laughs> He's great. Mustache. Fantastic. I knew that the I guarantee thing was very famous. I didn't know if you knew his name. He would talk and you couldn't even understand a word he was saying. He'd just throw out a whoo. That's right. He was yeah, one of those chefs that yeah. broke yeah. through into the mainstream oh, before yeah. like the oh, Food yeah. Network was a fan. Yeah, with him and Julia Child. And, and Jeff and, Smith, and that the, weird the frugal em- gourmet yeah, guy. Emerald yeah. to yeah. a degree. Yeah. Yeah. I'll guarantee. It's 8-8. Eight, 8-8. Eight. Eight, eight. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Dan? Are you ready? 
Mustache? Uh oh. Judges? I'll give it to him. Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll give okay. it to him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, he had a, a full beard. All right, for the tie. Jarrett should be like Lex Luthor, because he definitely knows my kryptonite. Uh-oh. Oh, that's such Uh-oh. a famous oh, song. A I know the song. song. I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I'm drawing a complete blank. But I'll say mustache. Not a mustache. Yeah. The animals. Oh, Eric Burden. Son. Yeah. Eric Burden. Wow. Wow, that so was got, a, that was oh, another you upset. Are, you are you got his, the hardest you one are on his list now, buddy. I got buddy. John Parr, Justin Wilson, yes, and the animals in one round. Uh, you you are at another level. I can't I can't just hand you Stephen he's A. Smith won three in a row. Okay, well, I'm sorry. That's the way the cookie crumbles on. I'm mustache. mustache. Not a mustache. Vinny, where are you going with that knife? Get it's, back it's here. Much, it's much easier to get back in your good graces than Dan's, Full Vinny. So. Shut up, Jerry. Full disclosure, I did that to avoid the awkward tiebreaker. Thank you. And that's just the story I'm sticking to. Final thoughts coming up. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, okay, so the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. Today's song of the day is uh, from a band that my two boys obsess over. They're called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, I've done some research into this band, and they are mind-blowing. They're a psychedelic, prog rock kind of band, but every record they do is a different genre. So their latest record is like all thrash metal. This is from that record, and it's really an interesting record, but it's not like anything else they do. So they constantly like change who they are, and they're prolific. They've, they've released, if I get this right, three albums this month alone. One what? month. Yeah. In 2017, they released five albums in one year. Even Taylor Swift wishes she could do that. Yeah, right? She needs to have more breakups to do that. Yeah. Right. more active on the right. dating scene. Yeah, Please. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> they've got 20 full-length albums. Nobody knows these guys, right? Wow. I've, I've heard of them. I've, I've yeah. never heard of them. But yeah, yeah uh, they're not mainstream. There's no radio airplay no. from this band at all. Just at because of their name, they've become... You know, like a cult following. It's a yeah. terrible name for a band. Oh, it's a, it is not a terrible name. Oh, it's an awful name. It's a memorable. It's unique. It's interesting. It's ridiculous. But now I want yeah, that last part always resonates with you. The ridiculous King I, Gizzard and the Lizard I Wizard. Want, I want to learn more. It's a it's a great band to be introduced by Snoop Dogg. King Gizzard Ew. and the Lizard Wizard. That would be King Gizzle right. and the Lizzle Wizzle. Yeah. Guam cheese. Well done, <laughs> There you go. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Mars for the Rich. Today's song of the day. And a little history lesson from Dan Bickley. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. 
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. We start off off the grid today with a little daily dose of Vinny Joe trivia since we're getting further and further in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I was just wondering about something and I looked it up and I was kind of shocked by the result. And it's the subject of today's question. Can you name the Major League pitcher with the most postseason wins on his resume? All time or active? All time. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name the active one. Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin is a great guess. He is tied for third with 14 postseason wins. Active, would it be Justin Verlander? Active is That's Justin Verlander with 14. Oh, done, Verlander. He could add to that. Uh, the all-time leader has 19 postseason wins. I mean, is it Andy Pettit? It is Andy Pettit. Oh, look at look wow. at these seam heads in my presence. <laughs> That's well done. That is well done. Uh, but with the expanded playoffs, more opportunity, which maybe makes the fact that uh, Whitey Ford who pitched from 1950 to 1964 or thereabouts with 10 postseason wins is on the list. And Bill Foster. Have you ever heard of Bill Foster? Bill Foster! Foster. (laughs) Has 12 wins from 1926 to 1937. So here's the the reasoning on that. In those days, the pitchers went eight or nine innings every time, always got decisions. Nowadays, while they have more opportunities, there's less decisions and less chances to get wins. That is true. Uh, Going back to your point about musicians reinventing themselves from King... Gizzle and the Lizzle Wizzle. In my preparation for the show, I saw a video linked uh, that Carrie Underwood, during she's opening a new tour, Carrie Underwood did uh, Welcome to the Jungle in her concert. And I'm like, I gotta click this. This is gonna be a disaster. She nailed it. (gasps) Oh, come on. Really? I swear to you. Do you have it handy? I could probably find it real quick. Ooh, I bet Kelly Clarkson could nail that, too. I think she actually really could. Probably. She has a better rock voice than people would give her credit for. Oh, she's right. Interesting. I just got to sit through a political ad first before I'm able to play it. (laughs) Oh, joy. (laughs) Where did you say she performed it on tour already? Yeah, she's doing it as part of her set list on this this current tour. While he's waiting, did you see, uh, Dan, that the... Phoenix Open is now an elevated event. I did see that. What does that mean? Uh, that means there's going to be additional uh, prize money and resources available to players, which guarantees it's going to get a great field. Yes. It's What it is, is it's reflective of how important the WM Phoenix Open has become to the PGA Tour. And it is. It's one of the staggering, staggering turnarounds you'll ever find. My guess is Phil Mickelson won't be there. Respect. I'm used to hearing her sing the th- the, the Sunday night football theme. I mean, it's theme. not ABBA or America, but it's pretty good. <laughs> ABBA. That's her highway. I forgot to tease this. You know, what, you know what I got for you guys today? What's that? Great moment in New York sports podcasting. <laughs> Mike Francesa 
has had enough of Bob Costas announcing oh, really? the Guardians Yankees series. Costas, who will not be quiet no matter what. Listen, Costas has just, I don't know, he thinks that I guess every word is golden because he just will not shut up. Everything's a history lesson. We don't need a history lesson every two seconds. Okay? Everybody's a Yankee fan. They have Yankee history. They understand Yankee history. They know it backwards and forwards. This is not a history class. It's a baseball game. Be quiet. <laughs> Do the game. He's driving everybody crazy. He must have said a thousand times, the Yankee home runs. We know the Yankees have doubled their home runs this year. We know the Indians hit 127 homers and the Yankees hit 254. We Guardians. know that. Everybody knows it. Make the point once, not 4,000 times. I love the fact that Mike Francesa refuses to acknowledge there's another fan base tuning into this series or fans of baseball that are it? fans of neither team. How about it? Uh, hey, hey, Bob Costas hasn't done a series in, what, 20 years? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Funhouse, who's the Twitter account, at back after this, who kind of... Focuses on Mike Francesa's foibles. Uh-huh. Uh, they tweeted out on Francesa's latest podcast. He calls Cleveland's baseball team the Indians roughly two dozen times. Guardians not once. And before <laughs> you tell me he's being defiant, there's a fifty-fifty chance he doesn't know they changed their name. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> Seventy-five. There's no way he's doing that on purpose. 80. That's a hundred percent chance he doesn't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's giving him the benefit of the doubt of fifty-fifty. Uh, coming up. Up next, I'm going to go home and listen to the entire Animals discography. <laughs> but you can enjoy oh, Wolf and Luke. Thanks oh, to you on oh, Darren oh, Gant oh, oh. and Shane Doan for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6 right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody. I guarantee.